0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake here. And we're coming to you with a Torah portion. We want to thank you for spending some time with us first off, and we appreciate likes and comments, and please give us some ram's horns and show us that you are listening. That's right. I and, don't know
1: if we could have them give us a pincus.
0: Pincus. I don't think there's an emoji for that. I don't think there is, unless it's like, yeah, I don't even know. A <laughs> spear. A spear. Chunk us some spears. yeah. This one's about <laughs> spear chunking. So, so uh, clearly, we've already told you what this one is about. That's and the, that's the entirety of the Torah yes, portion. we're done. Spirit, Thank you for listening. Chunking. We'll be back next week. Right. So this comes from Numbers 25, 10 through 30, and it goes into like one. Way into so,
1: verse one of 30. Yep. So yeah, this is Pincus or Phineas. Uh, and really, this is kind of the tail end of the heroic story of Phine- Phineas, the mm-hmm. the one the part of the story that everyone knows. So, and then so, yeah, this is talking Torah with Sabbath Lounge. Yep, and uh, high level of the Torah portion. Yep, we just
0: kind of go through it fairly quickly, and we encourage you to. Uh, and I've fast forwarded now, Jake. Now you've done it.
1: you have given away the entire. <laughs> We encourage you
0: to uh, search the scriptures and read it for yourself, and come to conclusions on your own, and not have to rely on some other person to tell you what this says.
1: Right. So, and, and while we do that, we'll tell you here what I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: yes. Thank you. For listening, by the way. <laughs> But we'll jump right into it, and so we kind of have this timeline that uh, we've been following. In chapter eleven, the people wanted to eat meat. Chapter twelve, there's an attempted coup. Chapter thirteen, Yahweh tests them. And chapter sixteen, there's a rebellion of Korah and the fiery serpents, and then there's the curse that couldn't be. So, uh, with Balaam and Balak, and uh, but there was this prophecy that ends up getting fulfilled, or. I don't know if it, if it's, I guess it is prophecy. I mean, he says, if you do this, this will happen. And, and that's kind of where we are in the story is where we're going to see the words. Yes, he didn't curse them, but he gave them something they could do. Right. Give them some options. Mm-hmm. And it's also prophecy fulfilled because, you know, the Torah said that, you know, if you... Um, if you don't follow my way and you chase after things, certain things, you know, it's going to end, and it's going to end badly for you, right? And we see that once again. So, uh, it's a pretty good run of bad things here.
1: Yeah. Spoiler alert: it ends badly for them. Yes. <laughs> uh, all
0: right.
1: So, explain this. So, the lamb could not curse what Yah had blessed. He did give the enemy the roadmap. So, um, now this is. Uh, Is this uh, partly from last week's then also? Yes, yes. It's kind of a continuation. catching catching up on it? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, uh, he over and over tells uh, Balak that he can't because Balak wants him to curse Israel. and Which this, uh, to me, it's it's always kind of funny because it's like this, oh, uh, uh, while that's going on, there's this side story of Balak and Balaam, and you're like, "What?" And well, then you're like, "Wait, it all ties in." And read how it starts with, "Well,
0: twenty-five one was last week, but right. but, but uh, you know, This from
1: twenty-five one, read that." Yeah. And Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And so that is the roadmap fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh, which. You don't know at the time, but we come to find out later. Well, you know, it it doesn't
0: explicitly say in Numbers other than that. You know that they did this, but in Revelation 2-4, you you get a little bit more light shed upon it. Mm -hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, it specifically says, would you read that? Sure. But I have a few things against you because you have... They are them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit fornication. Hmm, that sounds very similar to that uh, chapter twenty-five, verse one that we just read. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of gives you very specific
0: detail of uh, about uh, about what we see here, and that so that is you know we're witnessing the tail end of. Uh, of that story right and um and so they clearly committed whoredom right and did the wrong thing and and we talked about that in a previous podcast it was a uh, balaam a prophet for hire i think right
1: some profit like for profit profit profit
0: yeah and we talked about how you know um he couldn't curse somebody he's like well tell you what if you really want to get these guys, just bring some pretty girls down there and put, have them put on their makeup and let them wander around in front of those young Israelite boys, and they'll just lose their mind. Yep. And everything will just kind of take care of itself. And that's exactly what they did. Yep. And it's. It, guess what? Jake, is this still happening today? Uh, it appears to be. Yes. Yes, it's still happening today. And so there's this crazy line here where Moses was told to hang the heads in the sun.
1: And we're this is the heads of sure. the uh, people that probably were not uh, good listeners. Th- they were not
0: obedient. Not the obedient guys. So they were not obedient. And so, you know, he, he says that they hang their head in the sun, which... You know, it immediately made me think of this noose here, but, you know, we, we don't know. We don't know exactly what that meant. But I, well, I think it's, um, and this is the end of 25.4. twenty five. Four says so Yahweh said to Moses, take all the heads of the people and hang them up before Yahweh against the sun. So that the fierce anger of Yahweh may be turned away from Israel. But we just kind of backtracked a little bit, but I think, you know, you can't, it's good to kind you can't, of know. Yeah, you
1: can't really talk about we this were. one without... You know, incorporating yeah. the last one because yeah. it's especially you know certain of these go so tightly together. And then
0: you have the scripture from one Corinthians ten, sixty-eight, through eight. Would you read that?
1: Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be you idolaters as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us. Commit fornication as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. So, kind of a weird way to say twenty-three thousand, but there it That's is. The King That's Radio. The way do James.
0: So, um, and it does allude that twenty-three thousand people died in this one day. So, right. um, so terrible, terrible thing has happened. So, um, and then, of course, if you don't know the story. 25, right in there, Jake, that's what, that's what happens.
1: Oh, right there. yeah.
0: What is that, 25, 8? 8? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Yep. Read that for us. Uh, oh, so this is, uh, this is Phinehas, uh, making it happen. I'll read 7 and 8. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, the, uh, uh, some bad goings on there they were Um,
0: rising up to play
1: right he rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand and he went after the man of israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of israel and the woman through her belly so the plague was stayed from the children of israel and those that died in the plague were twenty and four thousand so, and then, you know,
0: first, first Corinthians is a parallel passage, always like, you know, when you can see these parallel passages in the, the quote unquote New Testament, it does help you, you know, with these connections, but right. So Phineas, you know, um, Phineas, could you say he was
1: a zealot? Or, he or was zealous. He was very zealous. Yeah. yeah. He was, you know, he, he was like, he was the guy that was saying, hey, uh, not on my watch all right, this this can't come into the tribe while I'm standing guard, you know. Mm-hmm. And if Aaron's not going to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And you think about if you put
0: this in modern terms, I mean, this would be pretty crazy to watch, mm-hmm. you know, this happening right in front of you. And especially today's society and the world, I mean, it would, it would not go over well. But, um, but Yeah. It it was swift. And, you know, show me a place in Scripture where someone gets in trouble because they were too zealous of upholding the law. Right. And I don't think that Scripture exists. Right. There's a lot of Scriptures that exist about people not doing (laughs) what they're supposed to do. Right. But uh, very, uh, very rarely. And and the reason we have Phineas in here, and he's a hero, is because he did what was right. Yep. If he wouldn't have done this, we wouldn't who would Phineas be? Would it take a zealous
1: man to do that? I think it would.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bold and zealous and and yeah. swift
1: to action. Yeah. And uh uh I think importantly it's what he's zealous for. He's zealous for righteousness in the, mm-hmm. in the the kingdom.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like he was jealous because this guy had the girl and he didn't. It wasn't one of those kinds of things. Right. So it was, um, yeah, the things that made Yah upset made him upset. Yep. And he's to be commended for it. So he was a man of action. Yep. You know, Phineas is not messing around. And it's almost like he could almost see everybody else go like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> you know, but, you know, why would it, Why didn't we think of that? And then the other half was like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah.
1: probably about to die here. Yep. I think, uh, I think he sees a lot of people standing around and goes, no one's going to do anything about this. And so it's up to me. And how look- many times do we see that
0: in the Bible? Uh, Seems like, you know, that's basically what David does. when yep. He sees Goliath. He's like, what are you guys afraid of? It's also very similar to me to the spy story. Mm -hmm. You know, Phineas is like that. Yeah. Like we got this, like Caleb and
1: uh, Mm -hmm. Joshua. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, I always think of, uh, there's a verse where Yah says, I looked for someone to stand in the gap and I found no one. And, uh, that's when he could have used a Phineas to, uh, Stand up and yeah. take, take
0: charge. And it does kind of read, you know, um, you know, he looks like he sent a spear through both of them. And I mean, you, well, yeah. think about the force that that takes. So that, that, that takes a tremendous amount of force, I would imagine, to drive something like that between two people. So
1: I have not measured this. Yes, but. no. no.
0: <laughs> but it's an impressive story. And, you know, this scripture reading just kind of starts off with this. Just like, boom, there it is. And then the whole thing is named after him. So it's like, where do you go from here? Yeah, you started at the at the you know um, the climax of the story, and yeah, it's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, so, it's uh, makes a good entrance. Yes,
0: for sure, gets your attention. And so this is not as exciting. There's a census taken. Oh, that's super exciting. So, yeah, and so interesting that there's a census taking just after all these people died.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think we mentioned it in a uh, previous uh, Torah portion, but the numbers kind of keep going down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: they're not uh, repopulating as fast as they are dying off because of sin. Yeah.
1: So, a daughter left without an inheritance. So, what is this talking about?
0: Well, you know, this is a great story where these daughters who are descendants of the one of the rebellions, in fact, the Korah Rebellion, come up and they're like, uh, we are only daughters. We have no sons. We uh, we have no, no kinsman, redeemer. There's no one, no male figure uh, to carry on our lineage, to carry on our dad's last name, basically, or, the, or our family line. And uh, they... They petition to Moses, say, can you help us with this? And he goes to uh, the father and, uh, you know, and they, they get what they asked for. So that's a cool story. Yeah. And it made me think of this one, that you know, that, that y'all listened and made a way. All they had to do was ask. Uh, you know, uh, it was like it was there all along, just that no one had ever asked.
1: Yeah, and uh, the difference is, uh, I, I guess it would make some people think of, well, they asked for meat. No, they didn't ask for meat. They complained about not having yes, anything. Yes, yes. Uh, A big difference. Yeah. Whereas these uh, two ladies were, I think they asked within the will of Yah, yeah. and know uh, yeah. knew enough of his character to they to knew- know how to. How to go about and it, and they operated
0: with a with the understanding that they knew um, they knew what the Torah said. They you know mm-hmm. they understood yeah. the principle about you know how land uh, you know and, and generational wealth was to be passed down. Yeah, and I think that that's important to know. You know when we when we go to the Father and you know and we we pray things that are scriptural. You know scriptural. Um, that I think that does help us. Yeah, and so it's easy to get caught up in 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 making uh, Yahuwah uh, just the you know vending machine in the sky, right? And many people have done that, right? And then I'm afraid I've done that, and maybe not even understood what I was asking for. Yeah, it's so, easy
1: to to fall into that. Hmm. Uh, but yeah,
0: if you uh, so this is in twenty seven where it talks about okay yeah. uh, them going and says our father died in the wilderness and the company of those that gathered themselves together against Yahuwah, and it's interesting because they're basically saying our our, our dads were against all you this stuff <laughs> and and please help us yeah I mean it's very bold on it's their behalf. Uh,
1: it's the idea of well is there grace and mercy in the Old yeah. Testament yeah. Because it would have been easy,
0: and don't you know? I'm reading between the lines, and the text does not say this, but, but there could have been some stigmatism in the in the camp if you're that kid, if your parents were them, you know, part of this core group.
1: But just like the other way around, if your you know. kids act up, there's a stig. Your mm-hmm. as the parent are stigmatized yeah. as a uh, parent of a rabble rouser. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you can imagine um, it would be easy for them to just be beat down by this, and you know, and just go, "Well, I guess that's just our place in life. That's what we get." Mm-hmm. But they uh, were bold enough to ask. So um, you know, and and it's amazing here because in 27:6 it says Yahweh spoke to Moses, and so he, you know, this he had a Moses had a direct line about this to to Yahuwah. and so it's not like it's. Secondhand, I mean, this went right to him, and he responded. Yeah. And, and it also shows, it goes against, you know, some people sometimes will be like, um, the Old Testament is against women. <laughs> right. He hates women. They have no rights. They're just property. And so this scripture doesn't say that. It
1: says they have rights, he cares, and he listens. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, you look at a lot of Torah commands, it's that have to do with women. It's about looking after them and taking care of them. Yeah, yeah. Making sure they aren't in this position that they find
0: themselves in. Mm-hmm. And then in 2715, you also have this transfer of power and you learned that, you know, just like when you said it, didn't you, about how we just figured out power and now the power's going to Joshua? So they just did the staff thing yeah. not very long ago, yep. and it seems like that was just like a few minutes ago. And now they're like, "Oh yeah," and Joshua's going to be in charge now, right? <laughs> so, and then twenty-eight nine. So, Jake, would you read this?
1: Uh, let's see. Burnt offering every Sabbath, and on the Sabbath day, two lambs of the first year without spot, and two tenth deals of flour for a meat offering, mingled with oil, and the drink offering. Thereof. Oh,
0: then we'll talk about that one. So it's it's an interesting scripture where you see that uh, they had to work on the Sabbath, right? The
1: priests had Sabbathly duties,
0: yep,
1: and every other day duties also. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they had to have some kind of system
0: where they rotated people out, you right. know, uh, to give so. But uh, but it is interesting that they had to work yeah, on you see Sabbath. that
1: later with the courses of the priesthood and mm-hmm. that kind of thing,
0: and then you wanted to talk about Matthew twelve yeah, so
1: I think this ties directly into what Matt brought up about the uh the priests working on the Sabbath, so because uh, this is where Yeshua talks about it, and I think wherever Torah is talked about by Yeshua, that's kind of our fulfillment of the mm-hmm. the the Torah, It's the full preaching of, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so he says, uh, Matthew 12, starting at one, at that time, Yeshua went on the Sabbath day through the corn and his disciples were and hungered. Means they wanted something to eat. And he began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said to them, have you not read what David did when he was in when he was in hungered and they that were with him? How he entered into the house of Elohim and did eat the shoe bread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. Well have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say to you that in this place is one greater than the temple, but if you had known what this meant, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is master even of the Sabbath day. So Jake, what made you bring this up? <clears throat> because uh, uh, this verse 5 here. Have you not read in the law how it is how on the Sabbath day the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Now I got a question for you. Can you, um, let's see. Can you be both uh, profaning a thing and also blameless or guiltless in a thing in the same thing?
0: Profane the Sabbath and blameless. Isn't that what he's exactly what he's
1: asking? That's exactly what he's saying to him, right? Mm-hmm. So now you'll see a lot of these dichotomies in scripture where it's the answer is yes right? It's, is it this or this? Mm -hmm. The answer is yes. Right. Uh, because he is, uh, uh, Yeshua is man like us. And yet he was at the creation of the world. Right. So it's not either or it's yes, both, Mm -hmm. right. Both and. So in this case, uh, the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless. Now, if I'm blameless, then I haven't really profaned it. Have I? true uh and so the point he's making here is that um if you go to the go back so who's he talking to he's talking to the pharisees when the pharisees said to him behold they're doing that which is not lawful to do upon the sabbath day according to whom is it not lawful for them to be doing this on the sabbath day the it's like, pharisaical rules that they made up. Right. This is the Talmud laws that they were following. Because the, the, they said you could go so many steps, and if you if you plucked grain, you were working. Right. This is the oral tradition. Mm-hmm. Their pharisaical law told them they couldn't do this. Not the actual law. Just like when Yeshua is saying, they're breaking the law, yeah. the priests broke the law. Were yeah. they really? No. That was the law for them to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's pointing out, you guys don't even know the law, and you're twisting it. Yeah, that's why they're blameless because they're not really breaking it; they're Mm -hmm. actually upholding it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, so it's this idea of correcting how they have skewed
0: the law over Mm -hmm. time. Well, and it uses that other instance with David in the showbread where he comes in and 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 eats that, and um, yeah, that. but it but its um, you know it also just shows that um, he his ways are not our ways right and when we put rules on extra rules on the things that he says and extra judgments, that's where we get in trouble right and
1: um, now you know. what we talked about earlier about can you be too zealous? well, most people would look at the Pharisees here and say they're being too, too zealous. zealous Yeah. Yep. When really, they're they're not. They're, they're zealous for the wrong things. They're zealous to catch Yeshua in in some uh, misstep, so they can have him killed.
0: And I think you can argue they were zealous in getting their jollies on catching their fellow man. Yeah, and 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 trying to justify their position and justify themselves by. Hey, you need me because you guys are so terrible at these things. Yeah, you guys can't um, figure out what we're supposed
1: to do. We, mm, we have to you.
0: need you. us. Right. now. Yeah. Very much like modern religion today. Right. So. But as Jake and I talked about, often, you know, the scripture has been used to talk about, you know, I, I would say I argued at one point in my life, I would have argued verse eight and said, see. The Sabbath is not not a big deal. Uh, he didn't make that for um, you know you know he's he's over the Sabbath.
1: Yeah, he can just do he yeah. can change it if he wants. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what he's saying. Yeah, know. and I think so, uh, a lot of us have been on the you know before our eyes were open to this. I'm sure a lot of verses have been brought up to us. And then we would go to verses like this and say,
0: well, I don't think so. And there's a practicality to this, you know, they have to eat, you know, cause mm-hmm. you know, and is there some work involved in eating? I mean, yeah, it depends on, you know, how you define eating and the Pharisees had, you know, re- well it's like government overreach that are <laughs> right. trying to regulate in their lives and define what it meant to eat and what was not work and all this ridiculousness and they've made it way too complicated and it's just
1: like hey don't 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 do work to where Um, people thought well it's not even possible to keep the law yeah yeah they made it so ridiculous and yeah and so this is a case of the uh the bureaucracy needs to expand to account for the expanding bureaucracy Mm -hmm. but then there's also the scripture where
0: Yeshua he built it he just you know has this practical common sense that you don't you don't see this scripture in Torah very much about the ox in the ditch mm-hmm. and you know and he's like well yeah there are times when things happen
1: right and, and that's the you very just next have to part go of this. fix it yeah that's you know that's the next few verses after this is he's mm-hmm. saying if you're if it's the Sabbath day, and you can just see the Pharisees like,
0: "What? <laughs> so no,
1: you let him die in the ditch. Yes, because it's Sabbath. Yes, it's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, not what it's. That's not what yeah. the Sabbath's and, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is they're they're trying to skew what the harvest principle is in, on Sabbath, mm-hmm. uh, whereas just grabbing something out of your garden and putting it in your mouth is not harvest. Yeah, yeah, that's not
0: not work. And then in Numbers 28, 29, tells you how to keep the feast. Kind of a review, goes over some important information um, about uh, what's expected and when and timelines and
1: what you do. Great. So this is uh, Leviticus 23 revisited. Yep. That's right.
0: Well, Jake, anything else you have to say about Phineas? I know. I think we drowned
1: that rat. I think (laughs) we... uh... Kind of talked that one to where we needed to and yeah, got a, a lot of interesting stuff in there and uh, a lot of different. I like when you can connect a lot of things to uh, specifically to Yeshua, mm-hmm. but into the New Testament, you know, you can when you can see the quote unquote New Testament and mm-hmm. you can yeah. see those connections. It's real nice. Yeah.
0: Well, we appreciate you stopping by to listen to Sabbath Lounge. And please like, subscribe our channel and recommend us to a friend if you find this information useful. And and as always, you know, Jake and I just want to be instruments of Yahuwah. And we pray that this goes far beyond our, our reach of people we know and can help somebody uh, with their studies as well. Yeah. And uh, this is Matt and Jake, and Jake, Jake out. signing out. Thank you. E mm-hmm.